if we can disregard all the stuff that happened in the past and not hold on to a certain goal or objective based in the future, and all we do is look to find moments in time when our trading plan matches the current environment on the charts and trade only those situations, you will be successful. That is just the end of it. That is just the end of it. Trading is so simple. It is make a trading plan, which is effective over time, follow that trading plan with 100% certainty and no discrepancies. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. I'm very happy to be back. Um, I've just taken a couple of weeks off. I was away in Sweden for a couple of weeks and then took a week to kind of find my feet again, get back into the rhythm of things and just kind of ease my way back. And um, yeah, it's been good, very good. Uh, my week back, I uh, took some lessons uh, in a trading aspect, which I'll, I'll have some confessions and some, some lessons that I've learned from them from this last week. I um, have some lessons from Sweden and things I've learned. And, you know, sometimes when we're on this entrepreneurial journey, especially when you're overseas and away from family and friends, um, you don't hang around with people so much. And especially, you know, trading and working online, there's not so many people to get involved in. And when I was in Sweden, I was in a, with a group of, uh, I think, 10 people, 12 people. And it's really interesting to get to work with each other and, you know, get that human interaction and get around people and that kind of community-based living. And it was really, really cool. So I took a few lessons away from that. Some of the things that I've learned um, that I'm going to share with you today, mainly my top five things that I took away from my trip in Sweden. And like I said, a couple of uh, things compared to my trading that's been going on the last week, which I'm a little bit disappointed in, but we'll get to that. To start with, as per usual, I want to A, welcome the lovely listeners back again, who show up pretty much every single morning. Um, happy faces, and I'm going to show my gratitude to each and every one of you. I'm very, very happy that you're continuing on with your journey, with your learning, with your mindset, with your growth, all the above. As per usual, chuck your gratitude into the chat. That's the best way to start. Um, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to have been able to travel, to go see um, the lovely nature of Sweden, to go camping again, and to basically just get out of the normal routine, which is always nice. And the uh, the friends that you make and the people that you hang out with are absolutely incredible. And to have my little man, he took his first flight and he was very well behaved. He was incredible out, loved being around the people. He just... We were so nervous of all things um, that could have possibly happened, but he was an absolute gem. He was the light of the airport. Everyone loved him. He was climbing all over everyone. The stewardesses loved him. 
um, everyone at the camp, which we were a bit nervous for, they loved him as well. So it was absolutely amazing to see his bubbly personality um, being so infectious so early. So I'm really grateful for that and the opportunity. Um, into the chats, we see, nice to see you again. Yes, you too, likewise. I'm grateful I just missed the bear in the hood on my walk this morning. The bear in the hood. There's a bear on your walk. That's always uh, an exciting time. Let you know you're alive when you're facing bears in the woods. Um, <laughs> I'm grateful for changing seasons with fresh opportunities, scheduling shifts, and increased presence um, with my friends and family. I'm grateful for reconnection with old friends. Yeah, it's really nice. I was, was just talking about um, being a traveler and having friends overseas. It's kind of hard, as I was just saying, um, but it's nice when you get to make those new connections with the ones like I, like I did in Sweden. New friends are always always very much welcomed in my world. Grateful for technology, for communication and support of loved ones. Lovely. All right, so let's get into, this is episode 99. And so I'm very, very proud to have made it this far. When I first started this journey, it was uh, an interview show and I realized how much I love talking and basically sharing my knowledge and the information. And it was a great driver for me to keep up my intake of knowledge and to keep up my growth and to have people who come, who listen, who um, are interested. And, you know, the show is continuously growing on on all platforms, Google, Apple and uh, Spotify, as well as on the Kajabi website of ours. And to get to an episode where we are now, episode 99 um, it's really cool to just look back and and see what a bit of consistency and a bit of discipline can do. That's been my whole goal for this this year is discipline and consistency. And I was doing really well. Um, unfortunately, when my mum came, then I had a couple of weeks break and then I was really slow to get back into things. And this has been one of my biggest uh, learning aspects about myself is getting back on the horse. You know, sometimes you um, get into a good routine, you get the rhythm, you get the flow going, and then something happens, a break, you know, life just is. But I think the really successful people, they have the ability to have whatever happens happen and then get straight back to their routine. Whereas for me, I'm really slow. Like once I'm doing something, I'm really good. But the change and getting back into the rhythm and that that really quickly picking picking back up the tools and going back at it is is one of the hardest things for me. And I didn't realize that this was a, a, a downfall of mine um, until this last few weeks. So check some months in the chat if you've also struggled with that maybe that you get into a good routine and you get the flow going, but then something happens and it just got, fades away. So I'm trying to look into ways that I can um, implement ideas and routines and change my environment so that when something happens or when, you know, say you get sick or you get lazy even for a week, there's nothing wrong with that. But just having the ability to go, okay, let's dismiss on that and move forward and continue on. And I think this can really relate to trading as well. Often we'll have a hot run, we'll get a lot of good trades and we'll be like, yeah, this is really good. And then we have a loss. And then we get all emotion about this loss and we get attached to that loss. And then we keep fighting like, oh no, this loss, I've got to get it back. And the emotions come in and you, you over trade or you start to do stupid things like um, over leverage. And when you start to get attached to that um, mistake, let's call, or that loss, which isn't a mistake in trading, it's just part of it. Um, then you start to do the damage. And this is the two darts thing that I've spoke about in the past. So we're doing really well. We have a mistake and then we get attached to that mistake and we can't let it go. And then the, the snowball kind of rolls and rolls and makes things worse. You know, you can over leverage, you can over trade, you can do all the things that that we know can destroy um, trading accounts. Same kind of concept when you, when you've got a good 
role going and then you take a break or something happens and then i don't know maybe you were not drinking and you decide to have a weekend party for someone and then you start drinking again or you're jogging every day and then something happens and you can't jog for a few days but then you can't start again and it's the self-pity the the wallowing the 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 hard getting back up that's the second dart it's all in our head it's all our mindset and it's all our own um i, I guess our own enemy let's let's call it that so acknowledging this second dart and not like acknowledging that things happen and not dwelling on them, not holding emotion to them in our trading and just in our general life. I think that's a really big takeaway that I've had over this last two weeks. And this does come from, uh, like I said, so my confession was I was doing a, a challenge. And some of you who've tried prop firm challenges or you know, you've know you done the demos, you may realize that it's a different mindset. And in the mindset course that I've got coming up, I will do a section on this prop firm challenge mindset. But really, it's, it's a different... Um, it, it is it's a different mindset because you have a goal, you have a time frame and you have, um, you know, objectives to meet. And really that takes away from kind of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, which is to be in that infinite game style play. You've actually got a finite game. You've got a limited time and a goal and an objective. And this kind of goes against the concept of happy trading when you're just in that flow state and you're just playing the infinite game and just looking for, um, you know, the, the trade that match your trading plan. Now, if you can do that without the stress um, and turn off that that objective point of view and turn off that, that that finite game concept, then I think you'll do really well and you'll pass a challenge. But I think for a lot of people, myself included, that extra, that extra stress, that extra objective, that extra timeline um, really adds the pressure. And this causes some issues and some, and some mistakes to come, which happened to me. I was doing very well. I was about 50% of my way, my way through being funded came back day one, really wanted to make an impact and start off strong. And in doing so, made a mistake, got attached to that and uh, over-traded over and even took an over-leveraged trade, which I haven't done in in almost a couple of years. So I was very disappointed in some of the old behaviors that came back. But with those old behaviors, those old traits, you learn more about yourself. And I had a, cho a, a choice to either wallow in my self-pity and... Um, get really down or to get back on the horse and just continue on. And so because of my lesson, I've decided to get back on the horse and continue on, which is what we have to do while we're learning and while we're growing. Um, but I kind of diverge there into um, a bit of a, a sidetrack. But my point here is that if we can not hold on to the emotions in our trades and in our objectives and in our consistency with successful with the things we're trying to be successful at, and learn how to not let the second, third, fourth dart take us down. Hopefully, we can have our faster um, growth and faster success. It's a very long-winded point, but I hope I hope that makes sense to people. <laughs> okay, so on to um, some of these lessons that I learned while I was away. That one was included. Lesson number one, I learned a lot about being present. And there's a really lovely quote from, I think, Lao Tzu. And it says, if you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. But if you are at peace, you are living in the present. And I really, really, really love this quote. Um, basically, what it what it says to me is that living in the moment is where everything's meant to be. And I think if we really have, I'll give an exercise in a minute of, of how this relates. But um, if we really take into thought, like when we're truly happy, when we like the, the, the emotions, for example, that are really strong, like love, happiness. Um, and the feeling of success, to me, are all present moment feelings. You are happy in the moment. You are happy. You are in love in the moment. 
Now these can string out, but you, when you, there's moments where you feel like, yes, you look at everything that you're doing in the current moment. You're like, I'm feeling really successful. Now these will change. Like sometimes you go from happy to sad, like a, a yo-yo. Sometimes you feel very successful and that everything's working for you. And then sometimes you feel like a failure and you can't do anything. These are feelings that come and go with the mind that you have in that present moment. But most of the time when you're not feeling successful or when you're not feeling happy is when you're relating something to either the past or the present, uh, the past or the, the future. So um, there is a caveat to this. And I want to talk about uh, like visualization and, and reliving good memories, but I'll speak about that in a bit, but really being 100% present. And when I was up in Sweden with my little man, just running around in the grass, um, you know, being on the tools, there was no other concern of the, what the future held. There was no disappointment of what the past was. It was just being present there in the moment, having a good time and being really with everyone, you know, my wife and son included. And so I really found an enlightenment and a reminder about how important the present moment is. And this is so relatable to trading and really relatable to what my uh, my previous topic was about the, the added pressure slash timeline of of a prop firm challenge because when we're trading if we can disregard all the stuff that happened in the past and not hold on to a certain goal or objective based in the future and all we do is look to find moments in time when our trading plan matches the current environment on the charts and trade only those situations you will be successful that is just the end of it that is just the end of it trading is so simple it is make a trading plan which is effective over time, follow that trading plan with 100% certainty and no discrepancies and continue that over an extended period of time. That is all there is to it. The problem is as humans, we struggle really hard to follow the trading rules to a T. We really struggle. We manipulate it a little bit. We have our emotions influence our, our decisions and we cannot follow our trading plan 100%. And if you do follow your trading plan 100% and you have traded that trading plan with that any change for over six months, maybe then it's time to look at trading your trading plan, changing your trading plan. But if you're not doing that, then the way to become successful is just start doing that. It's it's that simple, okay? But the reason that we let our emotions affect our ability to follow our trading plan is because in the past, this happened, so therefore it might happen again. Or I need to get this amount for the future place so that I'm happy in the future. So I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Or I made a mistake and I'm still dwelling on that. And so therefore I need to make up that mistake, revenge trading, in order to be happy in this moment. And so whenever the mistakes come in trading, it's usually because you're relating your feeling to either a past experience or a future experience. It hasn't happened yet. And so if we can be so present where we just go, this is my trading plan, this candle closed, what does my trading plan say to do? Oh, nothing because it doesn't match, then I'm going to do nothing. Oh, this candle closed, what does my trading plan say to do? Oh, it's a perfect match. Perfect. I'm going to enter a trade without any feeling of guilt, worry, fear, because that's what my trading plan says. I've accepted the risk 100%. My trading plan says enter, enter. Job done. No emotion can be attached to that. But yet we don't sit in the present moment and we worry about the past and we try to live in a in an unreal future that's not there yet. And so therefore, we make it really hard to follow our trading plan. Does this make sense to people? Check some ones in the chat if you can agree with what I'm saying here. One, makes sense. One, okay, cool. 
And so really, I want you to whenever, like this is why meditation is really good because it helps you be present in the moment. And this is when I know when I'm trading well is when I can be more present in the moment. But unfortunately, sometimes that slips and fades and, and goes in different directions. Um, so number two, let go of which you can't control. So I spoke about this in the past and, you know, working within a group of people, sometimes there's decisions that you disagree with, but you can't control it and it doesn't really matter. And so there's no point in dwelling on it. Again, just move on. Get up, get back on the horse. This is what I was talking about at the start. So lesson number two is let go of that which you can't control. And the truth is we cannot control anything the market does. All we can control is our thoughts and behaviors related to what the emotions we have relative to the market. So why do we get caught up on a trade that turned around on us? Or why do we get caught up on, you know, we're about to enter the setups going, oh, and then it collapsed on us and I didn't get to enter and it happened four times. So therefore I'm mad at the market. No, we cannot control anything the market does. The market just does whatever the fuck it wants. That's why it's the markets. What we can control is how we respond to it and how we respond to our own emotions. When we see an entry come and it collapses at the last minute and we get frustrated, okay, why are we getting frustrated? What emotion is happening inside of us? And then it happens three or four times and we get more frustrated. That is all within our own minds. That we can control and we can figure out how to control it. And this can make us a better trader. So number two, let go of that which you can't control. Number three, you can't tell someone what to do. Um, I mean, you can, but they don't like it, right? It's best, this is something that I learned, it's best to give them choices or questions that allow them to figure out on their own whatever you're trying to teach them or whatever they need to know. And this is the same for yourself. Our ego often present, prevents ourselves from just listening to instructions. Unless you really, really, really trust that person, it makes sense to be a little bit skeptical when someone tells you what to do. So our primal fears prevent us a little bit. Our natural behaviors, if someone just tells us to jump, we question it unless we really, really trust that person. And this works on two levels. So when we've got a bunch of rules which tell us exactly what to do, you either need to know exactly why you're doing them so that you can be comfortable following them. And number two, you have to really, really trust the person who wrote those trading plan and those rules. Now, this should be you. You should be the one writing your trading plan and you should really, really, really trust yourself. And if you don't, and you don't trust your own ability on the charts, then that's going to be a reason why you're not following the trading plan because you're like, oh, I wrote this. I don't really know what I'm doing. So maybe that's not the right thing to follow. You need to be able to really, really trust yourself and your own ability and keep learning until you do trust yourself. Then write the trading plan that matches your style and then follow it and know why you've got the trading plan there and why it's telling you to do what it's telling you to do. And if it doesn't, learn. If you don't know that, then learn it. You need to be able to have the choices and the questions asked in order to understand things on your own. People really like to figure things out on their own. Even if you've got someone asking you the obvious, um, what is it, the breadcrumb path of questions to get to the own answer, you're still going to feel so much more accomplished if you go that way than if someone just tells you it and you just have to accept it. So teach, treat yourself in the same manner, okay? Ask the questions, give yourself choices and experiment until you know exactly why your trading plan is the way it is and you really trust yourself so that you can follow it. And number four, the more you feel you need something, the harder it's going to be to obtain. Often when we really, really need something and we're trying so hard to get it, it's always slipping out of our grasp. 
Because often when we need something or we feel we need something, it's like, I need this because if I don't have it, that, 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 that will happen. And if you need something because of something else or preventing something else, then you're constantly thinking about that something else. And therefore that is what you're attracting. And this is why those things don't actually come to you. And so it's a really hard concept to understand. And I think it's, um, I think it's Lao Tzu as well, who has the backwards law. I'm going to have to check that one and we can talk about that later, but this concept of needing something so hard that the, the, the fact that you're trying so hard to get it is the very thing that's stopping you from obtaining it. And this is so often what I see amongst traders. And it's so often what I've seen in myself. I need this so bad so that I can pay my bills because of that desire or not desire because of that need. I'm making mistakes. I put a timeline on myself and I'm doing silly errors that I know that are wrong. And so sometimes, again, it's just better to take a step back and not try so hard, I guess is the best way I can say this. Not so try so hard to get whatever it is you're trying to attain and just allow, be present and allow the process to happen. Sometimes really, really good processes that have really, really good outcomes take a little bit longer. You know, learning this skill is a life-changing skill. And I think a lot of people want it now and immediately. And while, yes, of course, it's nice, well, nice to have it, at least give it the respect it deserves and allow it the time and yourself the time to learn it. So truly trusting in the process will allow you to let go a little, which will help you in the long run to obtain what you're trying to get. And I say this all the time, but when in doubt, zoom out. What is the overall goal? Now, when you're working on a big project with a bunch of people and you're arguing about, I don't know, which way a plank of wood's meant to go up or down, and then you realize you spent two hours, three hours deciding which way. And you're like, wait a minute, this is one plank of wood of 5,000 we've got to do. Why does it matter? You know, when in doubt, zoom out. You're looking at a trade and you're like, oh, I've got to do this like so finite thing. And uh, like, I've lost this one trade. My whole trading career is over. No, it's just one little blip in the whole process of your lifelong trading journey. You know, and this is something that I had to look at. You fail a challenge. Yeah, it sucks. No one likes it. But I can't determine my entire trading career on that one day where I made a bunch of mistakes, which ruined the challenge. I just go, okay, move on. It's one blip. And over the course and the journey that you have of the constant growth, you'll look back and be like, I don't even remember those. You'll laugh at the amount of times you tried and failed and be like, yeah, it took me so many times, but I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I stuck with it. When in doubt, zoom out. Sometimes I've had weeks where I just beat myself up so much. And I'm like, this is one week of trading where it could have been a number of things where I didn't do the right thing or a number of things where I made the mistake or couldn't understand what was going on. It's not my self-worth is based on this week and how bad I did. When in doubt, zoom out. And this is the same for um, chart analysis and everything. I say this a lot. So I just wanted to apply on a bigger scale. Okay, I want to put an exercise to you. Um, you can do it yourself. It won't take long. But basically, this is um, what I asked was, when am I, where am I, when am I at my most peaceful? And when am I trading my best? And I just jotted down a few things. And I want to bring the correlation to your attention. And so my list is when I'm meditating, when I'm jogging, when I'm reading a book, when I'm playing guitar, when I'm cooking. And my new favorite is when I'm playing with my son. These are the things when I'm at most peace. And what's one thing that's got I've gotten that all those have in common is that they're when you're present in the moment. So when you're meditating, you're literally 
100% focused on being present in your breath, in everything that surrounds you. When I'm jogging, there is nothing else I can do but appreciate the jog and maybe listen to a podcast without, like, I can't just check an email. I can't get distracted by Facebook. I can't do these things. So when I'm jogging, I'm 100% in the moment. When I'm reading a book as well, now sometimes you do get distracted, but most of the time when you're actually reading the book, you are very present. You are in that exact moment and it's peaceful. It's enjoyable. Playing guitar is the same. When I play a song, there is nothing else in the world that matters at that moment but the lyrics and the, the chords of the song that I'm playing. And if you know the song well enough, the emotion of the song as well. Cooking is the same thing. I can sit there and I get in the kitchen, I whip up a meal, and while I'm in the kitchen, I can't do anything else. There's no distractions. Maybe some music playing, um, which also puts me in you know the present moment, and I'm just there, present, happy, often with my my wife and uh, my little man, and of course playing with my son. So all these things, why am I at peace? Why are they make me so happy? Why are they so easy and freeing? It's because it's when I'm in the present moment. All of these things happen at their best when I'm in my present when I'm in the present moment. And I put the exercise to you, so you write a list, and you can list these things. Okay, what are these things that bring me into the present moment? And then you can do those things more and more throughout your day so that you are living present, so that you are living happy, so that you know, you're living a bit more fulfilled because nothing else really matters apart from how you feel in that, in that moment. And then when am I trading my best? Well, it's not when I'm stressed about a challenge. It's not when I'm striving for uh, a certain value, dollar amount. It's not when I'm trying to get money back. It's not when I'm mad, angry, or sad. You know, it's when I'm content. It's when I'm just truly just looking at the charts. It's when I'm looking for trading plan trades. For example, if you're doing back testing, there's no money associated or attached. You can make some of the best trades because they come and go in a second. It's like, oh yeah, this is a great trade. You know, it's just my demo account. I'm not really trying to build my demo account. I'm not really trying to earn some money here, but this is a great account. Enter. Oh, yep. I think I'll trade like this. I'm not really stressed about it. Exit. Oh, that was a good trade. Chuck some ones in the chat if you've ever had that, because I know I have, and it feels bloody great. So basically, when I'm just present in the singular moment and nothing else is happening, that is when I'm trading the best, and that is when I'm at my most peaceful. Okay, so I hope these have uh, been a little bit helpful for you. I did want to talk about the present moment in terms of visualizing and like reliving a memory, but maybe I'll touch on that um, next um, class, next episode. However, next episode is episode 100. We have a wonderful, wonderful interview style coming back for that episode. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. We'll be back here on Thursday with episode 101. Um, moving on and uh, very proud of the things that I've learned so far and very proud of all of you for joining me. But we're running over time. So to our traders, jump on that trading call. Make sure you go through your list. Make sure that you read your trading plan, understand your why, know that you're in the right frame of mind and that you can be present in the moment to make the best trades possible. To everyone listening on the podcast, much love, and I shall speak to you in the next episode. Bye.